Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Friday morning or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube. Those are the four places that I am the most active, but also secondarily on Tumblr, medium.com, where I do some blogging, and on Musical.ly, where I post occasionally when I feel like it. My handle on all those platforms is at polyglotazarin, that is P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z-R-E-N. And um, yeah, welcome to another podcast episode. I'm really excited to be shooting this one here. Now, before we get really into this podcast at all, I have to play something for you guys. There was a follower, or rather, I think they're a new follower, I'm not sure, but somebody called in to my Anchor Station, which is the app that I use to record my podcast, and they sent in a bit of an introduction, a potential introduction for the show. It made me laugh. It's kind of clever. It's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of want to share it with you guys. Check this out. Welcome to the Language Learning Show. What do you want to know? Welcome to the Language Learning Show. This is the way you grow. Thank you for that little jingle and that call-in. I really appreciate it. That was submitted by, I'm going to spell it for you guys, I-N-S-P-I-R-A-D-O space P-R-O J-E-C-T-O, uh, so Inspirado, and then Project with an O, essentially, on Anchor, the application. And it gives me an idea, if any of you guys, the listeners, the audience, ever want to submit something for the show, whether it be a jingle, maybe a clip of you singing in like a different language or English or whatever, or even anything else that you feel like would be interesting and of value to the show, you are welcome to submit it. I would be happy to feature it, assuming I approve, assuming I think it's a good fit, and that I agree with putting it on. Um, I'd be more than happy to, at a minimum, consider it. Um, so feel free to hit me up on the Anchor application if that's how you listen to my podcast. If not, hit me up on my social media networks, as I mentioned at the beginning, at Polyglot Azarin or Azarin the Language Nerd on Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, or Snapchat are probably the main places you can find me and hit me up with that. And um, yeah, happy to, to feature it or shout it out. Now, let's jump into today's two topics of the podcast. The first topic we're going to talk about has to do with uh, a little bit of a Mandarin update, uh, something that I'm feeling a little bit disappointed and discouraged by. And the second update has to do with a specific call-in. We had a new listener, I think new listener, call into the show and they were, they asked a very interesting question in regards to um, if it's possible to learn a language at a very deep level uh, if you didn't grow up speaking different languages. So we'll get into that topic as well. Now, first thing we're going to talk about is my my little life update. Um, as you guys know by now, or many of you know by now, I'm going to be doing a second degree starting in the fall of this year in East Asian language studies with a concentration in Mandarin. So lately I've been trying to catch up on certain aspects that I know I'm going to struggle with. For example, writing. I haven't really learned much writing in Mandarin, so I've been practicing my printing on a daily basis. But today I had a on, an online Mandarin lesson where we did mostly speaking because I haven't spoken Mandarin in about six, seven, eight months. Like it's been a very long time. And I was thinking, okay, I can't just practice the writing because 
my speaking is also going to fall behind. Like I, I want to make sure I'm at a, at a minimum where I'm supposed to be and that I know what I'm supposed to know before going into the class. And I realized how rusty my speaking is. And it made me like, I guess it just made me, the big thing standing out from the lesson was how lacking my vocabulary is. And also a little bit about how important daily practice is. Like in my brain, going into this process of preparing for my class, my courses rather, in the fall, I kind of told myself that, okay, if I do writing every single day, and I just practice the writing, get the writing up to scratch, I already can speak and understand at a decent level. The problem, however, is that after today's lesson, I realized that I'm actually more rusty with my speaking than I thought I was. I thought I was in a much stronger place um, than I really am, than the reality of the situation. And I think the reason for my rustiness is just a lack of practice. And I think, hope I'm hoping anyway, that if I can do some regular practice, you know, hopefully, man, I don't even know what the regular practice needs to look like, but if I can do some regular practice, I'm hoping I can get it to the point that it was even a year ago, because a year ago with my Mandarin, I felt, you know, obviously I had a lot to learn, but I felt a lot more, a lot more comfortable speaking than perhaps I do now. And um, yeah, it's kind of what's what's going on in my Mandarin right now. Also, side note, I feel like I need to change my Chinese name because my teacher today told me that it's just a bizarre name. And I was like, what? It was given to me by a Chinese person, which is the weird thing. Um, a Chinese person is the one who gave me my name, but now I'm wondering where they got the name from because I've been told by my teacher today, like, what the heck? That's kind of a bizarre Chinese name. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I want to show you guys a call in now. And as we transition to our second and the main topic of today, which is if anyone can really learn a language, like can you learn a language at a deep level uh, if you did not have a language background as a child? So let's jump into this call-in and then let's talk about it. Listen to this. Azrin, hi, it's Sophia from the Sophia Chang Show. Um, I just wanted to call in to say you are to date the only non-Chinese person to speak Mandarin and not make my ears bleed. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. My question for you is what uh, were the languages that you were born with? So for me, I grew up completely bilingual um, in New York City, speaking American English and Mandarin Chinese with a Taiwanese accent. Uh, so um, the reason I ask is because uh, there's no way somebody who wasn't born a polyglot or at least a bilingual can end in a very different, you know, phenomenological language. There's no way um, for anyone else to be able to master Mandarin that way. So feel free to publish this. Can't wait to hear the answer. Thank you for that call in. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, let's jump into your question. I grew up with various languages. I grew up with English because I'm born and raised in Canada. I grew up with Gujarati because that is my family's mother tongue. We are from, my family's from India originally. Um, I also grew up with French because I went to a French school starting at the age of five. And so most of my education was in French, at least in grade school. I also grew up with a tiny bit of Hindi for about three years only because my dad speaks Hindi. And my parents divorced when I was three years old. I didn't see much of my dad after that. so. Um, I wasn't around Hindi very long, but there's a short exposure to it. 
And I do, and also last thing, well, last two things actually, I went to France at a very young age and I spent a semester abroad when I was in, uh, when I was about 15 years old. So I was in high school. So that obviously helps, I think a lot. And I started studying Spanish at a relatively young age. I was 16, roughly 16 years old. So absolutely, I do think I've had a lot of exposure to different languages, um, you know, more than maybe the average Joe, the average person. And I do believe that makes it easier for me. I also think I have a little bit of a natural ear, like a good ear for things like music, for example, in high school, when I played the trumpet for five years, actually junior high and high school, for five years, I played the trumpet and a lot of the musical stuff was not difficult. I could hear, you know, when things were off, I could hear when things were off tune. I could, I could make sure I played decently well. Like I wasn't an expert, but I was fine. It wasn't overly difficult. Phonetics comes, this is a big one. Phonetics comes really natural to me. So the study of pronunciation for some reason is like super duper easy. And I realized that as an adult actually, but um, which is probably why Sophia, you're saying that I, my Mandarin doesn't make your ears bleed. Like it sounds okay. And that's probably because the phonetics and that pronunciation comes quite naturally to me. By the way, thank you for the compliment. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Especially because today I wasn't feeling overly encouraged by my Mandarin progress per se. So thank you. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> but really, even though I've had a lot of advantages, the one, like the, the million dollar question, the golden question here is, can you learn a language at a deep level? if you did not grow up with multiple languages, if you were not growing up bilingual or trilingual or whatever. And I think the answer is yes, it is possible, comma, it might be more difficult. Like I, I've had a lot of advantages that have worked to my favor. There's some things that it comes more naturally to me. I have good ears. I grew up with different languages. I started a bunch at a young age. I think it helps that I really like learning languages. Like I know people who speak many languages because of their environment growing up. But when they try, when they've tried to acquire another language as an adult, it was very difficult and they really didn't like it. It did not come natural. It was not, they were not able to do it. Like it was hard and they didn't like it. Like I've seen that as well. So I don't think it's fair to say that Azarin had various languages growing up. And because of that, I am now able to learn languages with ease or I can learn them at a very fluent level. Cause that's not a fair statement because I know there's a lot of people that don't fit into that category. So it's not fully like that. On the other hand, I also know many people who have been able to learn a language at a pretty deep level, at a very fluent level, even though they did not grow up bilingual or trilingual or with other languages around them. A very good friend of mine, actually, a uh, good, not very good friend, but a good friend of mine came from when he came to Canada when he was in his mid to late twenties, I believe. He did not really speak any English and he only spoke Spanish. Now his English is, is actually as good as a Spanish. He has a slight accent, but for all intents and purposes, he's very fluent, rarely if ever makes grammar mistakes, understands everything, can com communicate whatever he wants, have intellectual discussions, etc. So I don't think it's a fair thing to say that it's impossible to do so because there's evidence that shows many people that have done it. I've seen it for Mandarin too. It's not just a Spanish and English scenario. I've seen it for Mandarin. When I lived in China for a few months, I met people who were older than me even, that had moved to China or that had began or started studying Mandarin, whatever, at a as an adult. They did not grow up with different languages, and yet they had a very fluent or very proficient level in Mandarin. So I guess for me, when I think about this question, the there's a couple of pillars, there's a couple of determining factors that are going to allow you or going to simplify or going to, you know, give you the best chance of success. 
Some of them are not in your control, but most of them are. Here's what's not in your control. Number one, just how your brain is wired. Just like how some people find math easier than others, some people are gonna find acquiring languages a little bit easier than, easier than others. That's just reality. Also, there's different elements of language learning that some people will find easier than others. I find grammar uh, a little bit challenging, not super challenging, but not easy. Pronunciation, on the other hand, comes pretty natural. So people are going to struggle and excel at different elements of learning a language. Not much you can really control about that. You can't control your environment, your, how you grew up, if you spoke languages or did not speak many languages growing up. Not in your control. The good news is that most things are in your control. For example, how what was your work ethic? How much time and effort did you put into learning the language? Number two, how did you choose to study the language? Did you do it in a way that actually lines up with how the brain acquires language? Or did it actually, did you do it in a way that matches your learning style? Don't hop on a plane and go to China if you're the biggest introvert in the world. Don't think that I'm gonna be in China and I'm gonna learn magically because I'm surrounded by Mandarin. If you're a huge introvert, that's logically not gonna make sense because you're probably gonna lock yourself in your house, in your apartment, in your room, and never leave and talk to anyone and not get better. I've seen that happen. I had a friend, I've seen it happen many times actually, right? So th there's different things you can control, your work ethic, your, there's a lot, right? And overall, I think a good statement to make, uh, a, a very, I guess a statement that does have a lot of truth to it, would be you will learn the language, you will learn to communicate to make sure you can meet your needs. And be very mindful of my, of my wording. You will learn to communicate to meet your needs, to meet, to make sure you can get through your day-to-day, -day, whatever you need to survive, whatever you need to be happy, etc. Now, let me explain. When I went to China for the very first time, I when I was there for the first month, I did not really speak any Mandarin. I thought I spoke a little bit, but I really spoke none. And I was living with a family for the first month. The family did not really speak a lot of English and really is only a couple family members that spoke any English, any English at all, some broken English. And when I was there, you know, they're trying to explain to me in the beginning how to open the door because the lock was a little bit different. Now, the person showing me was the grandpa. He does not speak a word of English. I did not speak Mandarin. So we communicated using body language. He literally shoved the key in my hand, grabbed my hand, shoved it in the lock, showed me what to do. Then he poked me in the chest as to tell me, you do it by yourself so I can see. I, was, I said, okay, I gave him a thumbs up. I showed him. He gave me a thumbs up back. We communicated. So it's not just speaking, it's a communication, right? Or when I needed to wash my clothes, their washing machine, I did not understand how to use it. I had no idea how to ask them how to like show me how to use the washing machine. So I just like walked over, beckoned him over with my hand. I said, I forget what I told him, but I w walked over and he followed me. I pointed and I like shrugged my shoulders like I don't know what to do. We communicated. So you're going to learn enough language to communicate. I once walked into a restaurant, had no idea how to order food, did not know how to, could not read the menu, I was so lost. I wanted to make sure they understood I'm vegetarian, so I just repeated the only Mandarin word that came to mind at that moment, which was vegetable. Shu cai, shu cai, shu cai. I said it over and over and over and over. The waiter's like, what the heck is this kid's problem? Or what is his issue? And they just brought me, veg they brought me some vegetarian dish. I used enough language to get what I needed for that scenario, right? Which was the word vegetable. I don't know if I pronounced it right. I probably did actually, because he understood. Um, but I, I, I wasn't worried about perfect pronunciation. Actually, I was, because I needed him to understand. I remember, I actually, now that I'm rewinding, I focused heavily on the pronunciation because I needed him to understand that word. 
but I did not think about putting a sentence together sounding cool, this, that, the other thing. Sound, like, it was just, I needed food. I was hungry. I had 30 minutes left in my lunch before my class started and I was starving. So I needed to do something to get food, right? So you're going to learn as much as you need based on your environment. So let's rewind to my friend who moved to Canada and that now speaks English very well, even though he didn't when he came. He works and has always worked in an English environment. He, his friends are major, mostly Canadian and they're the English speaking friends. He uh, came here alone. Didn't, I don't think he had, I don't think he knew anyone when he came. So his entire environment, he went to, his entire environment required him to know English. And when he went out with friends, he'd go to the bars with Canadians. So every kind of scenario he was in required him to learn like English, to learn a lot of that English, to be able to communicate in the bar with his friends, to be able to have a, have a job, to be able to, like it was required of him to learn. So that is almost a more, uh, a better thing to look at is, do, are you, are like, what does your environment require you to know? Are you just in language classes? Is that how you're learning? If yes, you're going to know enough to get through your classes. If you do not need perfect pronunciation in your classes, you are not going to learn perfect pronunciation unless you really care about it. If your classes just require you to be able to read and write and get through that to get a good mark, that's what you're going to do because your environment requires you to do that. If you're, etc. I could go on forever, right? That's why I know people in China right now who've lived there for like 10, 12, eight, seven years, and they speak some Mandarin, they can order their food, they can talk to some waiters, they can go grocery shopping, they can read, they know this, they, they know a little bit, they can get by, but their pronunciation's not good, they're not very fluent. Why? Because they work in an English company or they work in a company where the, their coworkers speak English. Their friends are, 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 uh, are people from English speaking countries, they're international people, they're not Chinese. They watch their Netflix shows in English. They watch their TV in English. They're not, even though they're in China, their, their Chinese, their Mandarin exposure on a day-to-day -day basis is minimal, 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 minimal. And so that's the big thing. It's your environment. So Sophia, for example, you said people you've heard in Mandarin have a very poor accent, right? They, they doesn't sound very good to you. I would, I would question if their environment required them to have a good accent right? Myself, um, I have focused on my accent in Mandarin and sounding as, you know, natural-ish and not sounding awful. One, because it was actually needed. People would not understand me if I did not say the tones right and speak properly. I remember because in China, people would look at me like, what did you say? And then I'd be really careful to pronounce it right. And I'm also just a phonetics nerd. I like pronunciation, so I focus on it. So that's why I sound okay. And I really like languages anyway. So I just put more attention on it than the average person would. So I guess that's a very long way of saying, no, it's not impossible. Um, it's just that part one, you know, three, I guess we'll summarize this in three parts. One, there are things that will make it easier or harder for you to acquire a language at a deep level. That's undebatable, and there's nothing you can do about those. Part two, did you put in the work, right? Part three, what was the environment? Actually, start back up, back up, back up, back up. Part two, did you put in the work, and did you put in the work in a way that makes sense, that might make sense for your learning style, matches how you're going to learn, matches how the brain acquires, whoa, lots of noises, brain acquires languages, etc. That's two. And number three, you're going to learn 
you're going to learn to communicate in the way that that you require based on your environment and that might not require you to have a good accent it might not require you to have perfect grammar it might not require you like you know my great grandma can say no english just fine when she picks up the phone and there's a telemarketer she knows how to say no english because she needs that to get the freaking telemarketer off the phone right like <laughs> so that's that's the big thing here so anyway that little ding 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 that you heard in the background from my phone was a reminder that I need to leave my house right now because I need to go teach and work. So I need to end this podcast right now and get out of the house. Hurry up. Thank you for listening. I felt like this was a good episode. I feel very good about this one. Um, And uh, yeah, bye for now. See you guys.